always, even despite like being a mom and having it, I always needed to be true to myself and that whole power of being true to yourself mm-hmm. and taking care of yourself. So for me, if you think about a life where so many things are out of your control, mm-hmm. you know, and, and sometimes control to lead can lead to or lack thereof into very negative things. Mm-hmm. But I always felt like in order for me to truly be true to myself, I had to own and control what I could. Mm. And that was, I control, you know, what I put into my body. I control how I take care of my body. Mm-hmm. I control, you know, like, mentally what I let come into my mind and how that impacts me. Mm. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Growth Becomes Her podcast. I'm your host, Crystal, and as always, I just want to thank you for tuning in every time I post an episode and reaching out and giving feedback, so I always want to make sure I start with gratitude first. This week, we have another special guest, which I'm so, so excited about. Um, This lady has known me literally my entire life. I was her 10-year birthday present, whether she liked it or not. She, (laughs) She is a mother she's a sister she's an auntie she's a friend she is my sister tamra holly and i'm just so blessed and honored to have you here i'm so nervous don't judge me don't be nervous i'm nervous (laughs) so we nervous together we nervous together um so well i did say mother sister you're educator um that's the basics of it so if i were if you were to put it in your words who is Tammy, or I call her Tammy. Her name is Tamara by her birth, but we call her Tammy. If you were to describe Tammy, who are you and what makes you you? Um, well, I think you kind of named a lot of them. Like, I'm a mom, and I I take that as my biggest honor, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it kind of, who your kids become, you know, in a sense is ultimately a, a an example or um, like an immersion of your inner you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, you know, yes, I'm an educator, um, a master educator, a master edu- right? right? <laughs> but I, but, you know, but I mean, like, I'm also a person, meaning like I have good days, I have bad days, I have passions, so it's like I try to as best I can like own who I am you know the good and the bad I know there's who I am I can be stubborn at times you know I can be um inflexible at times and in times I can be very flexible Mm -hmm. and very open Mm -hmm. um I think I am passionate about you know (laughs) self-care meaning you know um how I take care of myself as it relates to um, my working out and my uh, eating habits, like all of that, I think, you know, contributes to who I think I am. But ultimately, you know, I'm a person who loves and cares about others, but then I also respect that, you know, I have needs and wants. And as I'm getting older, mm-hmm. they develop and become, you know, different things. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, 
going back to your original question, I'm a mom, you know, I'm a career woman because mm-hmm. I do have a career. Mm-hmm. You know, I love taking care of myself, meaning I love working out and dancing and doing things for myself. And then um, another piece of who I am is just kind of like owning my need for that downtime, mm-hmm. you know. Um, being an only child for 10 years, you don't think that that has a significance, but it really does. So I do have to own those moments in my life where I just need to be alone and quiet and by myself. So I don't know if that really kind of is me describing who I am, mm-hmm. but I think in a nutshell, I'm all you. of those things. You know what I mean? <laughs> it like makes I'm you a, who you are. I'm a little crazy too, but I mean, I think it's a lot of who I am. I think the, 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 the idea of being a mom is really what, you know, um, truly makes me who I am. And I know people have different, you know, viewpoints on that. But having, in my opinion, children is, uh, is a choice. Mm-hmm. And so making that choice, I had to make them my priority. Mm-hmm. And then on the other hand, you know, honor the things that I need, which is why I've always, you know, either danced or worked out or done those things mm-hmm. for myself outside of working every day. So with your love of being a parent, is that what kind of drove you into going into education in the first place? Or you just love teaching? Have you, I mean, you always taught me, but I'm a, I'm your younger sister, but just the love of teaching got you into education? It's interesting. I don't, I didn't know I had a love for teaching. So when I originally went away to school, or went to school, I wanted to be a pediatrician. Okay, mm. obviously that's with kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, really? I'll admit that just takes like a certain kind of mental fortitude. That I mean, and it's not like necessarily a bad thing, but I just really didn't have. So mm-hmm. like, if I think about sitting through those intro to biology courses, and mm-hmm. then it's like a 200 people in your class. I just felt so lost. And I remember being at Cleveland State and calling uh, my granny, you know, mm-hmm. uh, um, our dad's mom, yeah. and was just like, oh my God, granny, like, what am I going to do? This is just so difficult. And she was like, well, you like kids. Why don't you teach? And it was really her who put the idea into yeah. my mind. Uh-huh. And it was like, okay, maybe I'll just do that. Okay. And it was literally one of those is not this, is that kind yeah. of decisions. Yeah. And so once she said that, and I remember at Finn Tower down at CSU, it was so old. It was like this dungeon of mm-hmm. a building. And it, they still had pay phones. I don't think I had a cell phone. Maybe I did have, I don't know, whatever. And so I remember on this, like the pay phone at the bottom of Finn Tower, just so upset. Like these classes are so hard. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life, right? The- pediatrician the science classes like just just after class I was just so like disappointed I felt like it was so hard and I don't I don't even know I I'm I I do believe if I had mentally put myself to it I could have done it Mm -hmm. but at the time I was just like god this is so hard hard. I can't do this and I remember calling her and she was like why don't you teach why don't you teach you'll be a great teacher you love kids why don't you teach and Mm -hmm. I was like okay I'll go to school be a teacher and that's it I know it sounds very like why not? Have, yeah, <laughs> like, but that's not really how it was. Mm-hmm. But it, 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 at this point in my life, it feels that way. Yeah. It was just like, hmm, that sounds like a idea. Like an idea. Why it's just been great ever since. Right, and so it just kind of worked out. You know what I mean? But that's where it came from. Okay. So I can't a hundred percent say I went to school right. like I want to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. I did not 
even though growing up, I think every kid, like, you play school and yeah, all that all stuff. Did. But in my mind, I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to be a pediatrician, albeit, like I said earlier, with, like, working with kids, but in a different realm. Mm-hmm. I never really, if I'm being honest, considered teaching until she said that. When I was like, okay, I'll just do classes and education. Yeah, and it just kind of worked out. So sometimes, you know, you just kind of like people, and I don't necessarily think she said it like, you can't be a doctor, you should do this instead. Mm -hmm. So I don't even think she, at the time, understood the impact of saying that. I think she was just saying like, Okay, well, be a teacher. You know what I'm saying? Granny was in education too. She was, but she, you know, she did the nursing, like the, mm-hmm. you know, the like caring for others. Yeah. You know, but I, so I don't really know. I can't decide like, where that came from. It was, you know, she, like, if I'm just sitting here, it felt like, from what I can remember, like just a conversation. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That just ended up materializing into this. Your career became my career. Yeah. Do you, now that you're on the administrative side, you did early childhood education, so that's K through six? K through five. five. Okay. Um, so when I get, when my original degree, you get, ele, you know, your elementary education degree or whatever, uh-huh. and it was, my certification was technically one through, one through eight. Okay. And then I had to get my reading endorsement with all the, whatever the, 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 laws and things like that mm-hmm. you know to teach young kids you need to have certain ty- types of credentials or whatever mm-hmm. and so <clears throat> I started out in first grade so I did like first grade for five years second grade for five years and I did third grade so I kind of went through all the grade levels and then um, there was an opportunity for me to be what is called like a title reading teacher. So I'm okay. like, okay, I'll do that. Because my friend at the time, Kristen, mm-hmm. she had gotten her administrative degree and she was leaving. I'm like, well, ooh, I want her position. So yeah. there was always like, um, um, like I knew being in a classroom wasn't the beginning and the end for me, but mm-hmm. it's technically where you have to start. You've got to start in the classroom. Exactly. So when she left, I'm like, okay, I can do the title work or whatever so Mm -hmm. then I went to my principal I want to be the title teacher in the building or whatever she's like okay and so I took what my friend Kristen and I love her she but I I kind of there's really no true job description for that so you kind of have to make it your own thing so I'm like okay how can I take what she did and make it for lack of better words better meaning how can I work with students, work with teachers, and track data in a way that can enhance or be a little bit more than what she Just did. level up a little bit. Exactly. So you always think of what can you do that can give you staying power, right, with any position. So yeah. it's like if you become stagnant, then stagnant means, like, you can be replaceable because yeah. they give somebody else just as stagnant as you, right? Yeah. You know, so you always have to think, even in education, what can you do you know, to make yourself as marketable? Because education is, is a very... Um, narrow field, meaning okay. I, with my degree, is not much else I can do, mm-hmm. right? So, um, so all I, in my mind, I'm thinking, what can I do to make myself the most marketable I can be within the realm of education? Okay. And so when I became the title tutor, like we worked with our like, uh, not to get into all the educational jargon, but mm-hmm. our RTI, the response intervention. So I helped to kind of 
fine-tune that and then they had a position where you could be so I did that for like three or four years okay. or three years I can't remember and then because I've been teaching this would be like 20 if Reigns is going to be 22 this is this is year 23 for yeah, me yeah because you were pregnant when you were yeah, yeah. so because mm-hmm. I was it was my first year teaching when I got pregnant with Reigns so mm-hmm. this would be this is year 23 and so they have positions for instructional coaching so it's weird how things just kind of like align Mm -hmm. so i've never been like a curriculum guru per Mm -hmm. se but there's always been something about curriculum and curriculum design and lesson and lesson planning it's always kind of been like my thing and so they had positions for instructional coaches fine so i applied for instructional coach got the position as instructional coach during that time I went back to school so basically the administration became like okay so in education every five years with your license you have to have so many credits to renew right so it's like you can take like whatever kind of courses to renew but in my mind like if I'm gonna take go back to school Mm -hmm. I want it to be something where I can advance quote unquote my career in education so yeah. I'm like I'm gonna go back and get my admin and it was around a time where the kids were at the age where I could do it like so they were old enough where I could take class and it was all online anyway yeah. so I, it, it was one of those things where it was kind of hybrid where most of your classes were online you had one face to face it was a very intensive it was like an 18 or a 16 month program through the ESC so it was like every five weeks it was new course it was yeah. like intense Yeah. so I was like a fine I'll do that so I was coaching I was going back to get my admin obviously I got my master's before that because you can't do your master admin without your master's so I got my master's while the kids were kind of still young and dance was a huge piece of that because I used my connections with dance with Mm -hmm. Lynn to kind of help offset some of the cost Mm -hmm. of my master's degree yeah okay it wasn't a lot but it was something Mm -hmm. um so i obviously got my bachelor's in education i went back and got my master's and i went and got my admin license Mm -hmm. and so during all that i started coaching which removed me from the classroom okay and so that's when i was like you know you look at you know your principal and it's like i can do that right and so it's funny because i i in my mind i'm like oh i got my License mm-hmm. and administration. I used to get a job just like that. It didn't have my dad. No. So I was just like, what? So even within Cleveland Heights, so I've been in Cleveland Heights for 20 years, mm-hmm. 18 years, whatever, and interviewed, didn't get it. Interviewed in Aurora, didn't get it. So it was all these no's. And, um, I was just, you know, how you just kind of feel like, dang, you yeah, know, maybe it's not for talks. me, <laughs> you know, and I was just like, well, yeah, at least I have my degree, and, mm-hmm. you know, so it's almost like um, one of those things where everybody loves you, and they think you do a great job, mm-hmm. but nobody gives you a chance, Yeah, you know what I mean, and that's kind of where I was yeah. with, at, initially, with my administration degree, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to go too far ahead, mm-hmm. but, um, it, it, it was just one of those things where I was like questioning and so like now I'm in South Euclid so before we go any deeper in it so mm-hmm. South Euclid I had interviewed um, three times Jeez. in South Euclid Sheesh. for three different positions and gotten a no until I got the position I have now <laughs> so it's so but I, I did a leap though so you also have to understand there's like good and bad in that so mm-hmm. now that I'm in central office doing curriculum okay. you know I bypassed the building level 
Yes, you have to do. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So that can be good and bad. So obviously it's working well, Mm -hmm. you know, but, you know, without having that building level experience, that's one heck of a learning curve. It's a huge learning curve. And it also puts you out of um, potentially, you know, in a, I don't, I don't know how to really say it, like in a negative, I don't, like in a bad place. I shouldn't say it like that because okay. I feel like I'm in a good place. So, but, but for lack of better words, bec- without skipping that step, it's uh-huh. almost like you know how you jump up the stairs and you go up two steps at a yeah, time. Yeah, you like, like I skip the step, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's like without having that experience, mm-hmm. if if something was to ever happen, it's like mm, you're kind of like teetering across. Yeah. yeah. So it is one of those things, but you know, it was absolutely worth it for me. To and I think you're doing. Leap. From what I hear, you're doing awesome. Yeah, girl. <laughs> I mean, you still employed, so. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Long as right. you have a job, you're doing a right. damn good job. Right. Talk to me like next year with my contract. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, the podcast, man. We listen to it again. So right. now that you, in so many words, have like the education side down, and you, from what I remember, you were so intensely in love with dancing. Yeah. Now that you're kind of, your career has kind of got to a point where you feel comfortable, quote yeah. unquote, have you thought about going back to dancing or have you put a, a nail in that? And It's interesting. So technically I was supposed to be preparing for a, com- a concert this year. Uh-huh. Um, so if I was, okay, I'll say it this way. Mm-hmm. If anybody was to say, what's your one, you know, what's your one regret? What's your one regret? Mm-hmm. I would absolutely 100% say when I was very young, like even before I had a career, Mm -hmm. you know, I had an opportunity to um, pursue dance, you know, more as a full-time kind of deal. And and I'll say it was a fear, you know, or the, the, the fear of the unknown. It could have been like the idea of, you know, following the trajectory you think your life is supposed to take and so mm-hmm. dance would have veered me off of that I didn't take my I didn't take that opportunity okay. and so um, even though I've had opportunities to dance even after having kids and mm-hmm. things like that but see now with you know the people who I really knew in the dance community have retired mm-hmm. so it's almost like you know, with COVID, like my last yeah. dance would have been the year that COVID hit and then that was all canceled. So, um, that is a regret. I will 100% say that that was a regret. So it's like, you know, if I could go back, I would have, even if it was just for a year, just taken that opportunity yeah. because you, I could have always come back and then finished your still been your... teaching now. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so I will say because of where I am now and even though they did reach out like can you do this performance and it's just I mean obviously I had to I, I said yes but then once I got the schedule I was like okay I can't do it because I got to work yeah. and it's not even so it's just it's easier now because the kids are older but it, it just doesn't work with work yeah. you know what I mean um, work is more intense now yeah and and I take enough liberties with work and so when you go back to like what are those things you do for yourself well mm-hmm. I, I make sure I go to the gym every day so with that yes. I leave work every day at 4.30 or 3.30 yeah. I'm not even 4.30 I never work at <laughs> uh, 3.30 and then so it's like so when there are those moments when I need to stay late it's almost like 
you yeah, have to. You, yeah, you know you're like, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Because I, I, I mean, I'm I'm well aware that I'm one of the few only administrators at mm-hmm. the central office that yeah. you know walk out at 3:30 every day to go to the gym. I mean, I'll own it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I they respect that. Mm-hmm. You know, I get there early enough. But if there's something where I need to be there, then I have be to there. be there. Yeah, you, gotta you know. Be there. So yeah, I mean, but I will say, this is just just to anybody younger. If you have an opportunity to do something, Take it. do it. You yes. know what I mean. So I so luckily I've had opportunities to dance post since I've had my career mm-hmm. since I've had kids. You know, but it's not. With, it's not the same. It's not the same. But really like you said, same. you did get the opportunity. You still dance. I still dance. You <laughs> know you what can. I mean? I wish I can, but it's, it's different so now. I know. That was my whole thing. Tell me, like, modern dancing. Oh, the kids will make fun of me. We stayed at the Dago studio. We did. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was our life. That was my life. That's crazy. That's so crazy. let's do like a little soft transition. Okay. So, um, so we talked about education, we talked about dance. Let's get a little personal, but nothing too crazy. So recently, I would say in the last couple years, you did um, get a divorce, which I'll just say, coming from my divorce, you handled that bad boy with some grace, baby. <laughs> because, sis, I should have, you, I should have learned from you, but I got divorced before you. Either way, the grace you hand, you, grace. Grace, <laughs> but um, but unlike me, you were married for 20, 20 years, twenty one years, twenty one years, which is a long years. time, regardless. So, would you say being in a marriage for twenty plus years, and now you're on the other side of being like a, a divorcee, is there any lessons that, like, if I if you were talking to like your daughter, like, mom, I'm ready to get married or whatever. Is there anything you can pull from your 20 plus years of being married that you can maybe kind of like advice or something, a lesson that you've learned now that you're on the other side? Because uh, the marriage wasn't bad. It was just. No, it wasn't. Yeah. And, it, and it's, it's, it is funny because I'm sure a lot of people are like, maybe not so much now, but initially like in shock. But see, I'm one of those kind of people where I will, you know, take the brunt of. I will mask what I want and need and feel to make sure somebody else is okay. So only thing I can say and and what I've learned is the the importance of awareness. Mm-hmm. Meaning, you know, and I'm going to start at the very granular. Like when you get into whatever union, like it should be you know, a lot of women's like, okay, my husband, I handle this, or my wife, I handle this. And I think that's fine, mm-hmm. you know. But in the midst of them handling everything, I think, you know, both parties need to have an awareness of what's going on. And I, I will be honest and say I didn't, as smart as I am and think I am, my ignorance was in just being so hands-off when it, come, when it came to so many of the financial decision-making moments and pieces and times in my marriage Mm -hmm. right I feel like there is there is um, no reward in being agreeable all the time I feel like maybe it's just who I am as a person I could 
let's just say I take a lot and then I mm-hmm. just get so mad and then I'm like, bah, you know what I mean? Shake but it, I, I, and I'm not saying you have to like rock the boat at every turn, but I feel like if there's ever a time when you feel a level of discomfort, question, curiosity, uncertainty, then those are the moments that you have to honor and question and ask about, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Cause I'm like, if you're, if you're, you know, everybody talks about, you know, being evenly yoked, mm-hmm. right? So evenly yoked means to me, you know, being able to question, ask, you know, even difficult questions mm-hmm. and, and, and not feeling bad for doing that. Or like you're nagging or whatever. Yeah, exactly. You should be able to say whatever, Mm -hmm. you know. And I'm not saying walk around barking about everything, you know. But you should be able to say whatever. So I will own, you know, I was um, young, very young in marriage. So I would, you know, advocate for my daughters and my son Mm -hmm. to, you know, experience a little bit more life. So when I got married, I literally went from... Like, I went away for a year to Cincinnati. I mm-hmm. came home. I came back home to live with mommy. Yeah. Right? And so it's like, and then next thing you know, like, Nathan and I got engaged, and I was pregnant. I moved from mommy's house to living with Nathan. So <laughs> I've always been kind of kept. Mm-hmm. And so I there were so many, I didn't have to worry about anything really with mommy. I didn't really have to worry about anything with Nate. With and so I didn't have to worry about thing, anything when I was told. I've never, so what I advocate for is a moment to be on your own i think what i've learned in the little bit in the time i've been divorced just you know the power of your voice Mm. the whole idea of having things happen even if it's something with the house or having to make a decision and you're the sole person responsible for that position is is very different than having somebody who's a problem solver and can handle it for you they got it and and so it gives you a level of comfort Mm -hmm. that isn't always realistic and so i've i've learned a lot about myself in that but then you also learn like so i don't want to give the impression that I was a pushover. I wasn't no, a pushover. No, you weren't. You know what I'm <laughs> no, saying? No, you weren't. <laughs> but there was just something about, you know, there was something about the two personalities that I felt that his personality eclipsed so much of my personality. I, it's hard to explain, but I feel like I wasn't truly me. No. But I was me. It's hard to explain it. So, meaning, he... I think it's outside looking in. I feel like you were just more so about keeping the peace, whatever, whatever, whatever that, that meant. meant. Yeah, and I and I think you're right, and mm-hmm. I think that's not always the best road to take, because I feel that had I given a little bit more resistance, um, things may have been different. And maybe not. They may not have been different, yeah. but it wouldn't have been 20 years, like, all of a sudden, it's just not going to be right. Yeah. But that's a long time. That's a long, and but I will tell you, Chris, when I decided to leave, and that's one thing mm-hmm. that I will hold to my heart as my truest, truest decision. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and don't get me wrong, there are some times I'm like, dang, what I do to the kids, you know, and, 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 and there are times when I'm like, you know, um, sh- what if, what, what if, if, what if. What if. That's but normal. my, when I made that decision, it was probably the truest and most 
certain thing I had ever done in my life. And I'm going to say that in regards to I know who I am as a person. I am, I know I'm, so going back to the beginning, I know I'm very loyal. I know I am. You are. And it's like, I will go to bat and be there and be there and be there. And when I made that decision, my heart was so settled on it. It really didn't matter at that point what anybody said or thought or felt. Mm -hmm. And I also have to think about at the time when I made that decision, what I left Mm -hmm. and what I walked into. I left a lot. Yes, you did. I walked into nothing. Just what you had on your back. But on top of walking away, Mm -hmm. look at where... I finally got the job yeah. that I wanted. Yes, right? that is because true. Because I that feel was like mm-hmm. all the no's was because something in my life just was wasn't not aligned. right. Yeah. That, and, yes. And 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 I feel like the door opened for me and for anybody who's who thinks about divine intervention, mm-hmm. intervention and religion, and you know God opening doors for you. I felt like those doors closed because. I was not in in the mental, personal space I needed to be with to accept the blessing. That's true. And it wasn't until like I truly off. stepped out in faith. Like, mm-hmm. I left. When I moved into Homedink Girl, I would never forget this. It was a washer, a dryer, or a refrigerator, so the house was empty. I'm like, oh, my God. Where the stuff at? Like, I ain't nothing here. Like, empty cabinets, everything. So, we got no furniture? Exactly. So, anyway... <laughs> I do, you know, so I just think like what I want my kids or what message I would tell anybody is Mm -hmm. that, you know, you have to be 100% certain in whatever decision that you have to make. Mm -hmm. And in that decision, you have to still own, while you're trying to be a couple in whatever realm that is, you still have to own who you are. And when you find that, you know, who you are is either in a sense, and it may not look like it initially, Mm -hmm. being taken advantage of, or who you are as being like seen as argument I don't know like something that isn't positive right mm-hmm. let's just say that whether you're argumentative or you're a net or whatever when it when you have that you just have to look at that for what it is yeah. and that doesn't necessarily mean that ultimately you're going to end up divorced but you have to understand how to address those moments of question and I didn't address them until much later, right? Yeah. And you also have to think, too. I mean, we had kids so early. My whole life was kids. So yes. it just And then, like, the it. kids grew up, moved to the side. And you're like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Well, why am I sitting here by myself? <laughs> you know what I mean? You? Exactly. So it's just kind of different. So, I mean, I would just definitely tell my kids, like, there's no rush, yeah. right? There's no nothing rush. wrong with living your life. Those things I did not do, mm-hmm. right? I didn't travel. Like, my life was school kids work right and so there's nothing wrong with waiting i think that if you are with somebody who's truly you're meant to be with they would wait for you Mm -hmm. you know i don't think there's anything wrong with advocating to be by yourself for a while i don't think you have to rush into living with somebody you know and there's nothing wrong with voicing how you feel what you think what you like and what you don't like and I will honestly say I did not do that before you know what I mean and now it's completely different but you know what I'm saying so that's what I would advocate for you know what I mean just take time to get to know yourself I learned so much about myself 
just in this short period in this of time. short period of time mm-hmm. it's like holy moly like, like if i hadn't known you know um but it's okay i think everything happens for a reason i'm not upset about it mm-hmm. you know but i would definitely tell my kids to you know live your life you know truly understand like i don't think you really understand what you like and what you don't like until you have to decide what you like and what you don't like yeah. and sometimes you can't do that unless you're on your own yeah you know even when you're in your parents house you still it's a level of dictation there yeah, still rules yeah when you move in with somebody there are rules with that too you know what yeah, i'm saying so it's not until you live by yourself <laughs> that you decide what the rules yeah. are. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's what I would say. Like, at least give yourself the opportunity to decide decide what your rules are, what your boundaries are. Mm-hmm. And then you could truly start to discuss, you know, where that other person can fit. And feel comfortable in discussing, like, yeah, these are my boundaries and healthy boundaries or whatever. So. Yeah. What's up, my baby? I don't even know all what I just said. It's like, <laughs> it was said perfect. A whole lot of it us. was what? perfect. You're probably like, what? So you went from becoming an educator to a well, I don't know how to say, a teacher to an admin. Yeah. You're coming out of a 20 plus year marriage. You're finally not finally, but you're starting to learn to live on your own. Finally's a good one. You're, <laughs> That's good. you're finally living like technically on your own. Sprinkle on the topic. You have young adult children. <laughs> So what does, because you know, my oldest is 15, where your oldest is fucking 22 this year. She's 20, she's going to be 23 this year. What? 2023, she was born in 2000. What? Oh, she's getting old. We getting young. Yeah. Okay. So, (laughs) so what does, how does, do you even, do you even say like you're parenting your young adult kids? Like what does parenting look like for you for the 23 year old? Um, it's different. I think, okay, so the, I'm going to, okay. I think, and I'm not a perfect parent, I mean, clearly, I, I had some issues because I ended up divorced, right? <laughs> but so let me just focus on what I think I did well, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> I, okay, okay, so my kids, I've always given them boundaries. So when they were younger, like they're, you know, I always felt like consistency with kids helped them to grow up to be happy, happy and healthy, not perfect, happy and healthy, right? And so they had this level of predictability, right? And so as they were getting older, you have the tendency as a parent to want to shelter them from everything, but that's not healthy. Mm -hmm. So as the, as my kids were getting older, I had to determine, okay, what do I need to change about me to be able to adapt to where my kids are going? So yeah. I never wanted them to see me as unapproachable, somebody they can't talk to, somebody they wouldn't want to hang out with. So if it was something they wanted to listen, so when we got in the car, going to listen to your music, I didn't know what they were saying. None we of just it. listened to it. But it was it was a, it was a way to connect with them, right? If they wanted to go somewhere, if they wanted to do something, mom, you want to come, you want to go see this movie. I don't really want to go see the movie, but I would go to the movie because I knew that, that that's a way to, to all of them. I did it all, right? You know what Gosh, I mean? Gosh, the movies y'all saw. And as they got older, when um, topics came up that were difficult, yes, I would always say, okay, and I would go to the grave on this one. Mm-hmm. What, how are we talking? Do you want your mom or do you want a friend? Okay. Not saying that the, 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 and it was not to blur the lines, because I'm always their mom. Like, mm-hmm. even to this day, my kids won't even curse in front of me. No, they don't say, Mom, they don't. can I say a bad word? And I'm yeah. like, no. Like, so there is a level <laughs> of respect <laughs> that they have. Yeah. But I had to respect that they were growing up. So I would say, okay, what kind of, how are we talking here? Yeah. Mom, I need a friend. 
And that was not to gray the line, but it put me in a mental place where I can say, they're probably gonna say something that's gonna make me uncomfortable. But if I go into mommy lecture mode, then they're not gonna wanna talk to me shut down about on you. it. Yeah. So even the stupid gossip, whatever. I mean, there are times I wanna hear it, but I would listen, yeah, right? You did. Because I was an ear for them. Mm -hmm. And I would always say, Okay, mom, I just need you to be a friend. Okay. Okay. Now, if they're friends on me too much, then I'm like, okay, well, hang on a second. Like, come like, on now. Like, right, you don't ever want me to give you my advice. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I, so I've all, so that was one thing. I've mm -hmm. always tried to be open and honest. So I never wanted them to see me as a perfect parent. Like, babe, I understand. I like this guy. He didn't like me back, or he broke my heart. So I never wanted to appear that I've gone through nothing. Yeah. Um, while I'm maintaining the level of respect. Now, I will say. Because of that work, it makes parenting, and, and maybe they're, I don't know, maybe they're just good kids. I don't know. do have know. good kids, but yeah. But that doesn't happen, I don't think, by default. So no. I think truly, inherently, who they are, I have been blessed with three really good kids. They've done The challenges that we've had, I think, are normal challenges yeah. possibly yeah. um I think so. even through the divorce i try to be respectfully open with them mm -hmm. you know meaning i'm not going to outwardly just bash but if they're truly asking for understanding i have to i, I will explain that mm -hmm. it's difficult you know you know obviously you know it's like your, your boyfriends can visit, but you know, you, so it's like you, if you're gonna not coming home, you need to let me know. There's just yeah. so I maintain a level of respect for my house, me, yes. and my expectations. Mm -hmm. But I also have to respect the fact that they are adults. Yeah. What they share with me is truly their choice mm -hmm. because if they moved out or if they were gone or still at school. I would be none the wiser unless they told me. Yeah. So I can't treat them like they're, you know, 10, 12, and no. 14 at 22, 20, and 18. So it's, it's really me understanding that they're changing. I have to respect their change. Yeah. I will say it's difficult. You know, adulting, parenting adults is different. Mm -hmm. um, because Harder or just different? It's harder because I'm, I'm learning that I have to let go. Mm. But still, I'm so used to being mommy. You've been mommy for 23 years. <laughs> that I, I have to, so going back to what do I do for myself, mm -hmm. I still haven't truly stopped being mommy. You're, you're talking to yeah. somebody, Chris. I make dinner six days out of the week. You're really good at still. that. We're going to start coming over for dinner. You understand what I'm saying? Tell me cooking. Right, you know what I mean? And so yeah. there's, but, but my... The thinking I have is if I could make it so that all they had to focus on was school mm -hmm. and preparing themselves for whatever life they have. I don't want them to have to worry about anybody else, anything yeah. else. That may be good or bad. It may come back to bite me at the end. But I also have to understand it's also about letting go. Mm -hmm. So now the biggest change is what will I do with myself when they're gone? Yeah. It's, you know, when you see things happening with relationships, how can you see what you see through experience but not take away from their experience or try to impart your experience on them because their story isn't your story true so i i think this is harder yeah. because it's not just them growing up 
is that is me letting go yeah and that's the hardest part i mean the parenting piece is pretty much it's kind of done, done but, but I don't know how you say done. They know how to do. I mean, they're going to do what they're going to do. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Like, Karina could be at home. Now she's working or whatever. Yeah. She could be at home two months and say, Mom, I'm moving out. And, right? And it's more of a change for me. And so yeah. I have to learn how to be there for them in a different way. More supportive and I, than not supportive. And I don't even know if I had that. It's weird. I don't know. I'm trying to dig into a, what did I have do that? I, I just like, felt like I did stuff yeah. and just worked it I out. I feel like we learned by experience. Yeah. More so, which I guess most people learn by experience, but I felt like. I don't know. I don't I remember like was, mommy being like, I don't remember but. them being like, oh no, you can't. You shouldn't. You do it. They were just like, okay. Like they didn't care. <laughs> you did it now. <laughs> It was like, okay, we got engaged. Oh, you're pregnant. You might as well live with them now. Like, yeah. whoa, whoa, time I out. Mean, there was no, to... like, there was more like, don't do it, but I already did it. Yeah, did it was weird. I don't know. So I just feel like I'm just so different. This isn't anything bad about mommy or dad. I'm not trying to allude mm-hmm. to that. It's just a different style of, different it's a way different of parenting. And I, I, know. So I don't know. So this is hard for me. I think it's more me transitioning to not having the most of my thoughts be about taking care of their needs yeah. you know so i'm learning it's a it's a balance but it's 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 interesting, it's interesting. yeah yeah i think now i have to like listen <laughs> I listen a little bit more yeah you know and try to give um woman to woman advice when it comes to relationships yeah. as opposed to mom daughter so i think a lot of the change is me you're doing good though <laughs> we'll see they all still live at home but <laughs> Anyway, so where you are now in your professional life, in your personal life, how do you feel? Do you feel proud of yourself and where you are now at this stage in this season of your life? I am. I <laughs> I still feel like I have a lot to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, um, I mean, I'm still I'm older, but I'm still young because mm-hmm. I have my kids so young. So this year I'll be 48. It's like. You know what I mean? I yeah. still have time to do a lot. I just have to learn, you know, what those things are I want to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I still always, even now, always consider the kids first. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm still not ready to be completely selfish. Like, me, 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 me yeah. yet. Um, you probably never will be, though. No, You're but I think there's yeah. a part of me that can be there more than I am. Mm-hmm. You know, and the kids are really good at advocating for me to be that way. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a matter of me owning it and not feeling like me owning that takes away from who I am or who I've established myself to be as mm-hmm. a mom. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, but it's, it's, it's all good. I think, I don't know, I'm still trying to figure it out, but I feel good. For the first time in a long time, you know, I feel... <clears throat> You know, not that I, like like secure and 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 happy with where I am and happy with myself. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I owe anybody anything. You know, I like that. You know, I feel that for the most part, I've gone down the path, the you know, quintessential path you're mm-hmm. supposed to go down. You know, I've done all the things I am have. I would say I should have done. Mm-hmm. So now if there's an opportunity for me to, I don't want to, you know, just 
do whatever I want just because. Like, I don't have to you explain can. that. Yeah. yeah. So it's exciting. It's something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. It's definitely something to look forward to. I'm proud of you. I mean, <laughs> I know so I'm sweet. your younger sister, but I've seen you. I feel like I've just learned Tammy now. Now that you are in this new chapter. Yeah. Like, there's things I'm like, dang, I didn't even know Tammy was like that. And you know, <laughs> and you know, it's just because you were just so deep in the mommy mode and whatever y'all had going on, you know, whatever. But I feel like I were all reaping the benefits. Not saying you were a quote-unquote bad person back in the day. You're a different woman. Yeah. And I feel like you're fine. Like, I'm Tammy. I'm Tamra. This is me. I love me. Like, I can see that. Yeah. That type of confidence coming with coming out and it's more getting over that feeling of you have to work to please other people and Mm -hmm. I think that's where the 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 mind state I was in for so long and like I said I think part of that mentality for me was a blessing blocker Mm -hmm. because I was so worried about what other people thought or felt that you know I couldn't you know see that you know I was actually a person with wants and needs Mm -hmm. and that and and whether I knew how to communicate what those were or not and I'm probably I I mean I'm not gonna lie I'm still learning how to communicate that Mm because I think that you know I can fall back into those patterns just because they're so ingrained you know but it's 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 a learning process still I Mm -hmm. think that I will say, too, even in this new position that I'm in, you know, it's almost about how can you be um, authoritative yet still human and approachable? Mm -hmm. You know, how can you communicate, you know, uh, um, a dissatisfaction or something that, I don't even know if that's the right word, but Mm -hmm. something that is unsatisfactory to you in a way that, you know, people can't help but to acknowledge, mm-hmm. you know, not in an offensive way. So it's, so what a lot of my change has come through, not just, you know, leaving and getting divorced, but also embarking on a new position where mm-hmm. you have to be able to communicate a dislike or mm-hmm. communicate, you know, a demand or something that you expect mm-hmm. without feeling like I'm hurting somebody. So it's almost like, you don't become an unfeeling person, but sometimes you have to remove the feeling mm-hmm. because sometimes being overly emotional can um, limit, you know, what you need to do to move forward. So I, I, it's just a. So I think a lot of things happened at the it, at the time it happened. It was supposed to, mm-hmm. meaning leaving, getting getting a new job. It's challenging who I am, mm-hmm. you know, because. When you've been doing something for year after year after year, it's like it, it just becomes like who you are. Who you are, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're forced into a position where it's like, oh shoot, now I got to say something to you because you didn't do that right, or yeah. <laughs> you were supposed to do this and now I got to say something to you. And so how can you communicate that, you know, in a respectful, professional way? Mm-hmm. Well, how you do that, your job is ultimately how you can do that in your real life That's too. True. So it's not about making somebody feel like less than or that you're better than. Mm-hmm. Is communicating you know, in the most effective way, you know, um, something that needed to be changed, approved upon, or not done. So even with yeah. my kids, it's like, you know, if I if I go out and I come home, you know, they know the expectation is the house is clean, the kitchen is clean, mm-hmm. you know, so I could, if that's not done, I can say, you know, 
now I can communicate with now you. Now I can communicate so with just you. just yelling at you. Right. And then it's like, yeah, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings, but you know it. what the expectation is. Yeah. So I think that's a that's a huge change. I think that's the biggest shift for me. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. I was very agreeable. Yeah. And, you know, I lived a life of keeping the peace, mm-hmm. you know, and then not really saying anything until I was ready to, you know, now bubble you or yeah. boil over. And now it's like, why am I waiting so long? Right. You know what I mean? Because it's more stressful that way. <laughs> It is. Yeah. So, you know, it's all just, I think everything works out, you know, or everything happens for a reason. And, and I think that everything that's happened in my life has, you know, and I'm not down on marriage. Mm-mm. I love love. I think relationships are, you know, beautiful. beautiful when you truly have, you know, a partner. And I, and I, and, and I honor Nathan because without him, I would not have my kids. So mm-hmm. that's, those are chapters in my life that I, I own and I mm-hmm. love and I appreciate because, you know, I have my three kids and we did have a good relationship. Was, you yeah, know what I mean? And did. even now we're still, still friends cool. and able to be friendly and able to talk and laugh about things. Mm-hmm. But it's the other aspect. And I think that's the part I'm learning just as a woman, you know, beyond being a mom, yeah. you know, as a woman, what do you like? Yeah. And can you communicate that or what don't you like and communicating a dislike is still a communication mm-hmm. and it's the person you're with receiving even yeah. something you're saying that you don't like you understand what i'm saying yeah. so i'm you know learning to be i don't want to know i don't want to say a little bit more assertive mm-hmm. you know but i also think when you meet the right person it's not as difficult to be that woman who you truly are mm-hmm. you know when you're with say someone you're supposed to be with yeah, it, it feels they more natural you and they, for, exactly yeah, for everything yeah like, so I, yeah so is this one of those things where it's like you know it is what it is you're just gonna sleep five <laughs> do this little thing called life like you good i'm good you good i'm good yeah but, you know so it's uh, you know so it's i i feel good so to what you were saying i feel like a different person and mm-hmm. i and and the the tabooness or the the feeling of uh, I don't want to say a failure, but I'll just say that I've been saying that a lot. But mm-hmm. you know, you say these words and they seem so like negative, but they're really not. I mean, I think if you think about it, they're more powerful than mm-hmm. negative. But you know, that sense of failing in a marriage and that I've had a divorce. Yeah. But it's like it's not really that. I've just had like a growth. Yes. You know, and I don't feel bad about it. I don't feel like I'm less than. Mm-hmm. I don't feel a certain way because they're still married and I'm not. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I've learned and grown so much in who I am as a woman and a person that I can only see the good in that. Even yeah. though most people, if you look at the biblical sense, you know, you, you should not be divorced. You no, understand what I'm no. saying? Yeah, but... But I think, you know, being, you know born in sin or born you know what I mean like there's there there are those parts that you end up having to go through that many people may not truly feel are of God but Mm -hmm. I felt like you know I I got to a point where I was out of God's will by choices I made whether in the marriage or whatever that it blocked so many blessings that I needed to acknowledge that and do what I needed to do and since I've stood firm in my belief and the walking away mm-hmm. and and the conviction I have in that I feel like I've had more blessings yeah since mm-hmm. that it's like okay well maybe you know 
I started in the will of God, something happened where we got out of the will of God, you know, and now I needed to get back into the will of God. And maybe that's not the right way to just say it, but I think it's almost like an evolution for me or like a more this part of the circle of life that I'm in, Mm -hmm. you know, um, where it had a little snack. It's almost like the keychain thing. You know how you oh, put the key yeah. on the thing? Had a little snack, <laughs> fell off. Now I got to get back on. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get back Mom, on. Mess up my nails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that, but I don't know. You know, I could talk to you for hours. I know. We've been talking can, for a long time. But I, I, don't, but I want to be respectful of your time because tomorrow is an off day and I want you to enjoy it to the fullest. Yes, yes, ma'am. So I'm going to yes, switch ma'am. my ending a little bit because, <laughs> you know, I had, like, when Karina was here, I asked her, like, three things or whatever. But I want to ask you, do you have, like, a quote or, like, what, like, do you have, like, a power word or what helps you, like, stay motivated to keep pursuing, getting, um, progressing your career, keep you working out every day or keep you, like, your eating habit? Like, what, is there some way, something that you pull from? There's, is there a quote that you say that keeps you, like, so disciplined and motivated? I don't know if I really have a quote, but I, I feel like there's there's always, even despite like being a mom and having it, I always needed to be true to myself and that whole power of being true to yourself mm-hmm. and taking care of yourself. So for me, if you think about a life where so many things are out of your control, mm-hmm. you know, and, and sometimes control to lead can lead to or lack thereof and to very negative things. Mm-hmm. But I always felt like in order for me to truly be true to myself, I have to own and control what I could. Mm. And that was, I control, you know, what I put into my body. I control how I take care of my body. Mm-hmm. I control, you know, like, mentally what I let come into my mind and how that impacts me mm-hmm. physically. Mm-hmm. So I, a lot of it is just, you know, having... You know, controlling and owning what it is that you want. I mean, I, I mean, there are certain things that I know personally I want for myself, mm-hmm. and owning that. Okay. And so, even from being a mom, you know, to I, I well, one thing I'm going to hold on to, I'm going to go work out. Yes. And you can, I'm going to buy everything you need and have it in the house. But I, I know that I can't. I don't want that because I know how it will impact me physically. Yeah. And so. I control what I know I can control. I control, can control, you know, how I take care of myself and what I give myself. Mm-hmm. And other than that, it's just like it is what it is. Yeah. So I don't necessarily think it's more of a, a phrase mm-hmm. or a catchword or a verse. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just more of a, a being of who I am. Okay. And I know that taking care of myself physically, meaning the working out, and being mindful mm-hmm. of what I eat and things like that or what I put into my body, mm-hmm. that ultimately feeds into how I feel about myself. Like, so as long as I know that I have that moment, and I've always loved working out. Yeah. So it's like, that is the one area that nobody else can absolutely touch. Yeah. And so I own it and I take it. And I put it out there, mm-hmm. so it's like you can't question me about it because I already told you this is what I'm gonna I'm do. I'm going to work out. <laughs> I'm going. To and work so out. everybody who's been in my life, they they've accepted it. Like, you and know so, what Tammy is? Either she had work, home, or the gym. <laughs> pretty much. And that was right. Facts, and that it we was like find you those three places. And it was like, okay, this is what I'm doing Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. I'm going to the gym. This is what I'm doing right after. Or even, and so that to me is 
how people define who I am. Like even at a new job, I remember everybody was saying, like, "Oh my God, there's no way you're gonna be there. You're gonna be there till four or five. I'm like, mm, you know what I mean?" And so I made it. So it was almost like I'm not saying that this. I made it clear, that, respectfully, that yes. this is what I do. When yes. you need me, I'll be here. Yes. But this is what I do, and 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 ten times out of ten. The people in my life had have accepted it, or we join so you, worked. or they join me. So it works. You know what I'm saying? We were off the five o'clock uh, title box. Oh my god! Try to keep was, up with Tammy. That was dreadful. But yeah, it's just, it's, so it's almost just. Yeah. It was one of my, you know, control or non-negotiables. That was always one of the things that was a non-negotiable. So I, I would sacrifice anything else, but that was one thing I never gave up. Mm-hmm. And anybody true. who knew me, who was around me, you knew that mm-hmm. and. You accepted it, or or you didn't, but most people didn't. I'm going to the gym. Exactly, you know what I mean. So it's one of those. So even being married, it was like, well, I'm going to work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember when Kenna was like, two, I don't know, a couple weeks old, and I'm still at home working out at home. So mm-hmm. I've always made that a priority. Yes. Cause... So it was easy to communicate that to others. That was this. That's probably the one truest part of myself mm-hmm. that I have. I do not bend on. Yeah, that's true. So I don't even know. That's not a word. That's not a phrase. But no, but that's you, just who I am. But I took it as like, that's like your, that's your therapy. Yeah. And for you to pour into your three kids, your work, your husband at the time, your single life, like working out is my way of helping y'all be able to deal with me. It was the one thing I had for yeah. myself that was absolutely that was yours. selfish. Mm-hmm. You know, that was healthy. You know yeah. what I mean? I wasn't out shopping, spending a ton of money. I'm not out doing drugs. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm not trying to say I... You know, I don't like to go out or drink or whatever or have a good time. I'm not saying that, but I'm not always at the club. No. I'm not always at the bar. But you're going to be at that gym. But I'm going to go to the gym. You or you're going to run. Or I'm going to run. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I've always made that a priority, mm-hmm. and that was absolutely a non-negotiable. So maybe that's it. Taking care of myself is a non-negotiable. It's a no- that's it? <laughs> that's the name of the podcast. Take <laughs> Take care of myself. There you go. There's my phrase. (laughs) But tell me, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. I'm probably going to ask you again. Not right now, but I'll ask you to come back. Um, I thank you for your time, and I love you. I love you, too. This was fun. Alrighty. Yay! And yes, that was my bestest, bestest, bestest sister, Tammy. And I pulled, I actually learned a couple things from her just talking to her and I've never really like we have conversations we have a lot of conversations for a while we would talk for like hours every Saturday but um that was a while ago and we're we're getting back there but like I honestly feel like just having and that's one one of the things I love about having this platform and even when like Melanie was here when my niece Karina was here and now with Tammy here you know to be in this type of situation and it makes you ask questions that you don't normally ask in a normal phone call situation like I talk to Melanie I talk to Tammy I talk to Karina all the time but to actually sit and like for lack of a better way to say it like dig into their mind it always like I always leave I've left each of those talks just like with a new love respect a whole lot of nuggets, a whole lot of thick gems I'm just going to keep to myself and work with. And um, just an appreciation for 
their lives and their journeys and the journeys that they're on. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I was so nervous to have my sister because if you're a younger sibling, there's nothing like trying to uh, get the approval of your older sibling. And she is like, I was like, ooh, what's Tammy gonna think? What's Tammy gonna think? You know, so it was awesome to have her on the show. I hope you enjoyed our talk. And as always, if this um, episode touched you in any type of way, um, or you know someone who could benefit from the things that Tammy has been through and the things that she's talked about, share it. Um, Reach out to me. Let me know your thoughts. And um, I'm gonna leave you guys with that because Tammy said enough that I don't have to say anything. So, Until next week, if no one tells you, just know that I love you and I am so proud of you and I will talk to you soon. The Growth Becomes Your Podcast is hosted and produced by me, Crystal Webb. And if you're like what you're hearing thus far, just hit the subscribe button on whatever podcast platform that you use. So every time I post a new episode, you will be notified. And also follow me on Instagram at growth underscore becomes her underscore podcast. And I thank you for listening.